Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Mr. Speaker, as the only still serving co-author and co-sponsor of the motion to vacate Speaker Boehner, I can tell you this motion to vacate is a terrible idea. As the only member who's serving here who took every chance to vote against Speaker Boehner and to vote against Speaker Ryan, I can tell you that this chamber has has been run better, more conservatively, and more transparently under Mr. McCarthy than any other speaker that I have served under. As a member of the Rules Committee, one, one of three, one of three conservatives who were placed there out of trust, the Speaker gave us a blocking position by putting three of us on there to keep an eye on the Rules Committee, to make sure the process was fair and even. I can tell you it's been fair and even. None of us are voting against the Speaker today. That's Congressman Thomas Massey. He's not a conservative? The people screaming that McCarthy isn't a conservative, I'm not going to tell you no. But if you tell me that Jim Jordan's not a conservative, Thomas Massey's not a conservative, Chip Roy's not a conservative, I think that you're playing a game. And it's a game of I am more pious than you. That game is trash. That game gets you nowhere. And not only would I refuse to play the game, I would dismiss people who do. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number, 833-GOT-TONY. I've opened up the phone line today. David, I see you there. I'll get to you in in just a, a few on the phones. Where are we in the removal of McCarthy? For, against, thoughts, ideas? Me, I would have been opposed because there's no plan. As we were discussing earlier, if you told me you were going to vote to vacate the chair because Kevin McCarthy was putting forth a continuing resolution and you wanted the appropriations bills, you didn't get it done fast enough, gone. Right there and then. But you waited for the third continuing resolution that was a clean one that had over 100 Republican votes and then got the Democrats on board. And to, in order to get him out, you used the Democrats to get him out. More than 100 Democrats, by the way. Ten times as many Republicans voted for the continuing resolution than voted to remove Kevin McCarthy. Well, that's because those other Republicans, they're not real conservatives. Jim Jordan's not a real conservative. Thomas Massey isn't a real conservative. Can we, can we start again with the conversation about piousness? I would have said no because there wasn't a plan. Some people said to me, Tony, what do you mean by plan? What, what, it's, it sounds like a talking point and, and, and not concrete. Allow me for a moment to get into it. By the way, let me know your thoughts. Tony at TonyCats.com on Twitter X at uh, Tony Katz. Um, a plan involves, at the very baseline, if you're replacing the speaker, someone to replace the speaker. Dun, dun, dun. It's, it's as basic of a statement 
as could be thought of. I am always stunned when businesses, when families, there aren't levels of succession planning. Now, one could argue that if something had happened, uh, let's say medically or other, to 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 Kevin McCarthy, you could then turn to uh, the, the the whip, the majority whip, Steve Scalise, who has uh, announced that he one hundred percent is entering the race for speaker, and there may be a showdown between Scalise and Jim Jordan. Oh, this is going to be a good time had by all. But you would think there would be a, okay, we are going to vote to remove him. We know how we're going to do this. We know how we're going to bring Democrats on board. And then we're going to say, you know who should be next? This person. We're going to start talking about it right now. Immediately. A plan. But a plan would occur if you had a multiplicity of Republicans with you. 200 and, was it 218 members or 216 Republicans. Is it 216? I always forget. It's it's a five-vote spread. Um, But when you have eight out of 200, we'll we'll just round down, just for the sake of the argument. Um, You don't have anything close to the majority. Therefore, you didn't have a plan. You had a vendetta. You had a desire, but not a plan. So this conversation about Matt Gates and 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 what was his what was his point here was this all about his own ego I spoke with with Ed Morrissey of hotair.com and he believes absolutely this is about Matt Gates and his ego Matt Gates and 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 his fan base uh, Matt Gates and Donald Trump and you say to me what in the world does Donald Trump have to do with this in his own words, yesterday. Have you spoken to former President Trump about this since the ousting? Was he supportive of the of what you were doing? Uh, I have spoken to President Trump over the last several days. The ousting only occurred several minutes ago, so we haven't spoken during that. President Trump, though, put on he put on Truth Social that he didn't think this was a good idea. He didn't want to see Republicans fighting with other Republicans. How do you respond to the former president? Uh, I, I would uh, I would say that. Uh, my conversations with the former president leave me with great confidence that I'm doing the right thing. That's a problem. Because that states that this wasn't necessarily Matt Gates's idea. You can easily spin that and it'll be effective with large parts of the of the country. The, oh, Trump really is things. There really is uh, this thing where Trump is controlling the party. Trump has got uh, is, is making the decisions. Trump is doing what Barack Obama said he wanted to do. Just hanging out in a basement with a phone and just, you know, a little earpiece in and getting things done. Remember, Obama said that and seen. Was Gates acting based on principle or was Gates acting based on instruction? Oh, you're going to get mad at me, but he's the guy who said the words. Fighting with other Republicans, how do you respond to the former president? Uh, I, I, would, uh, I would say that uh, my conversations with the former president leave me with great confidence that I'm doing the right thing. The f- can't, can't, uh, can't spin that any other way. 
Again, I would argue that uh, if if Gates had a plan, he would have been on the very first continuing resolution to be opposed to continuing resolutions is fine. The third continuing resolution, well, you just waited for your moment. You just waited for your moment. Plans matter because when you remove the speaker, what is it that ends? What stops? What becomes now an issue? There will be nothing done to help the border, at least for the next five days. You want me to show you the latest video of El Paso? People running, just running free across. Conversations regarding fentanyl alone. You're no longer in the fight. As you're not doing anything with the appropriations bills, which is the start of all of this. You're not having any uh, conversation about Ukraine. Now, the Ukraine conversation is fascinating because, as I said, it has become this litmus test and funding it has become this political fight. Funding Ukraine has become the determination of whether or not you're a conservative. Ooh, I don't know if you want to go down that road. Supporting the idea that Russian aggression is thwarted in another country not involving American lives. Not a bad idea. Oh, Tony, you're just in favor of forever wars. No, I'm not. I would argue that elections have consequences, and if we had a stronger leader in the White House, we wouldn't be in this situation to begin with. But we're in the situation. Russia on NATO's border creates a problem for us. This buffer means less problems for us, and we're only paying for bullets. Well, Tony, what if we're paying for this, that, and the other? And where's the money going? I agree on all of those things. I want a full accounting. I want to know. When they tell me that you don't know, then okay, I'm in favor of holding up funding. If Kevin McCarthy was working secret deals to fund Ukraine, well, then why in the world would Democrats not support him in keeping the speaker position? This is the guy you would want. You want to talk about not having a plan? I didn't say Democrats had a plan. If all you want to do is fund Ukraine, and now you're going to get rid of the guy who's okay with funding Ukraine, the next guy isn't going to fund Ukraine? What are you kidding? That's going to be number one on the list. Boom. We don't give money to Ukraine. Tell Zelensky to suck it. That's going to be talking point number one in regards to a new speaker. No money for Ukraine. Best of luck, Democrats. You just cost Joe Biden his Nobel Prize. Oh, that's, you know, that's very real. But the one for me is the impeachment inquiry. And I've had some people say, Tony, I don't don't see why you're worried about that. It's not like they were going to impeach Biden. You have heard me say many times that I am not interested in personalities. I'm interested in winning. I don't care that Trump has a brazen personality. Didn't bother me in 2016. I just wanted to win. And I knew that Hillary Clinton would be miserable. I was right. It worked out well for the country. I'm not looking for a boyfriend or a husband or a girlfriend or a wife. I'm looking for somebody who will do the job. And if they don't do the job, you replace them. And I argue that McCarthy could have been replaced in 2024. 
I argue if you wanted to replace McCarthy, make it about continuing resolutions and, and Toto and not about this specific continuing resolution. But when you vote him out, you now put the impeachment inquiry in jeopardy. Because I don't know what level of agreement is going to happen with this Republican group, with this Gates group, this gang of eight, on nominees. So at what moment do the Republicans turn to Hakeem Jeffries, the leader of the Democrats, and say, hey, we got to get ourselves a speaker. Now you're giving power to the Democrats for your speaker. Oh, I'm sorry. Do I not understand politics? Well, then we'll just won't have a speaker. Oh, okay. How long do you think that's going to last? Intransigence is not a strategy. A strategy is. What happens when you need some Democrats to be able to get this done, but the condition is no impeachment inquiry? Tell you right now, if the removal of McCarthy leads to no impeachment inquiry and someone tells me it was worth it, I am going to call that person names they never heard of. Four letter, five letter, six letter, seven letter. I will invent words and symbols and hand gestures the world has never seen. A plan was necessary and there is no plan. Tony, they're not going to impeach Joe Biden. I concede. It will probably never get to impeachment in the House, and certainly they would not remove him in the Senate. Then what do you care about impeachment inquiry? I care about letting America know in a very public way what kind of criminals Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Jim Biden are. What it is that's been happening for years. I am interested in dripping that out to America bit by bit and piece by piece because there are facts on the ground and I want it to have an impact on 2024. I came to win. And I'm not so sure getting rid of McCarthy in some puff of bravado is the win we should be going for. I'm thinking longer maybe than others. Maybe I'm thinking just like you. But I think we put this all into jeopardy. I don't think it's worth it. What do you think? 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. This is Tony Katz today. It's kind of impossible, in my view, not to discuss what happened with the speaker vote. This is the first speaker to be removed. Not the first speaker where a vote was taken to remove, but the first one to be removed. In a world that wants to tell you that everything is historic, this this has some history to it. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I wanted to know what you thought of it. 833-468-8669. What you think of the removal. What you think of, uh, of, of my commentary. What you're seeing out there. It's I want to get a sense. I want to get a feel. David, you've been waiting patiently. Welcome to the show, David. You uh, you good with the removal of Speaker McCarthy? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely not. Um, I think it makes the Republican Party look weak and divided. And like you, I want to win in 2024. I think the timing of it is very mysterious. I think it stems from the leadership of Rona McDaniel, the uh, RNC chair, I think it's a huge problem, and I think Gates' ego has gotten in the way of protecting our border. 
China and all the other problems we have, I think it's terrible. But what of the the conversation of changes have to get made. You have to stand up sometime. If you're now going to engage in, all right, we'll keep the spending levels where Joe Biden wants them, why shouldn't someone say, we've had enough here? Well, why did they do it now and not at the beginning of the process? The timing is what I have a problem with. What is it that in the timing? where You're going down a road of... of uh, tinkering on the conspiratorial edge. What about the timing has you uh, vexed? Well, why would we be so uh, in a hurry to get rid of him after having t- two resolutions and then this one seems to be a clean resolution and then we get rid of him now? I think if you're going to do it, you do it at the beginning of the process and you cut the spending way before the deadline. I get tired of them waiting till the last minute to stand up and then they end up folding in the end. I think that um, part of the the the, the theory, uh, if, if you will, and I appreciate the phone call. Uh, so so thank you so much. About why now um, has to do with with the uh, idea uh, that there was just desire. This goes back to my conversation about a plan. There wasn't a plan. There was about emotion. And that for for um, Matt Gates, he had just put so much capital into this, so much capital into this, that he eventually had to see it through. And what can make it uh, an easier thing to to see it through than McCarthy getting Democrats to vote on a continuing resolution, a clean continuing resolution? That he he waited for when the moment was most, for him, politically advantageous. And that if any of the other continuing resolutions had gone through, he would have done the same then. My argument is, if this was about principle, you would have looked at the continuing resolution and said, wait a second, we've got 12 appropriations bills that we have to get through. This is nonsense, gone, right there and then. By the way, I believe that that argument is, is an extremely strong one. And... um and I, I, I look forward to hearing a response to it because I think one of the responses was, well, you got to at least give them time. And we gave them time. You got to give them time? We've given them 50 years. We told them they have to do these things. They didn't do the thing. But we'd have to give them time? We had to give them three continuing resolutions? And the other continuing resolutions actually had more cuts. It had the 8%. You pass it. You send it off to the Senate. You say, deal with that, Schumer. And then you're done. Hey, we we passed it. This is the Senate Democrats who won't get it done. Oh, it's embarrassing. That would have been my political strategy. Or the political strategy is continuing resolution. You're gone, McCarthy. We don't do continuing resolutions here. We pass budgets here. We get the appropriations done. Gone. That at least would have had some some teeth. But uh, as a as a matter of of taking a look at, at the whole thing of, of of Gates, I argue that I think Gates was playing personal. But we do have to get into this conversation about the Ukraine money, and as always, the border is happening. I've got the latest updates. This is Tony Katz today. 
Today's announcement builds on all that the Biden-Harris administration has done to make college more affordable and ensure that student loans aren't a barrier for, to opportunity for students and families. Um, you, uh, they took the loan. They took the loan. Why don't they have to pay it back? Why do I have to pay it? Because relief doesn't mean the debt disappears. It means we pay the debt. Luckily, we've got President Biden to explain it all to us. You can sign up for the SAVE plan at studentaid.gov slash SAVE. Studentaid-gov slash studentaid.gov slash save and remember see that see that studentaid.gov slash save admittedly that one's a tongue twister it's much harder to explain when he goes hi my name is joe when he can't get that right that's when it all becomes uh problematic Every day, every day, it's something else with him, something else that gets said. This continual desire to remind Americans, we will take from you what we want. We don't care about you at all. Maybe that's why in this Gallup poll, you see that 63% of Americans think that the United States needs a third political party. For the record, I'm not opposed to this at all. I am not opposed at all to people voting the way they choose. I am not opposed to people saying, I don't like these options, I'm going to go with another one. I think there are consequences to such a thing. I think you have to be aware of that. But opposition, no. I don't get to tell you how to vote. I can only give you ideas, thoughts, etc. Yes, you can vote for this third party, but it's going to mean uh, something uh, here, there, and everywhere. It's going to create other issues. And you just got to be okay with that. And I am fine, for the record, with you being okay with that. What I am, I am questioning is, what is it that they're seeing that makes them say a third political party is necessary? With uh, Republicans, 58% endorse the need for a third party. Democrats, 46%, which makes sense because Democrats are not free thinkers. By definition, they're not free thinkers. If you think that that's an insult, uh, you've never come across the Democratic Party. Uh, They don't go outside of where they're told to go. Democrats had never heard of the Green New Deal their entire life. You had uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez and uh, Senator Ed Markey say it on a Tuesday By Wednesday, every Democrat told you that the Green New Deal was the single most important thing they had ever heard of. 
every single time. On Tuesday, no one had ever thought about gas stoves. And then on Wednesday, somebody in the in the Biden administrative agency regime said, we really need to regulate gas stoves. And on Thursday, regulating gas stoves was the single most important thing you could do to save lives and the environment. And on Friday, there were 900 celebrity videos talking about how important induction ovens are and cooktops are. And they cook so much better. They cost $82,000. But my gosh, they're great. I am not anti-electric car. I never have been. But if you tell people that electric cars are your only option and an electric car is $25,000 more than a gas-powered car, you're really being rude. You're really telling people, poor you, I guess you won't have a car. It's not an answer, but it is the answer of the elitist. Oh, you don't have an inve- uh, induction uh, cooked? I guess you're not going to be able to make any pasta for the family. But that's all right. At least that gas stove won't kill your kids. I mean, they'll they'll go hungry and die of starvation, but it won't be the gas stove. Whew. At least we took care of that. It's always the way the progressive left works. You know it. You're smiling. You know that's true. But the the argument for a third party is what? That the other two parties are broken or that somehow there's this room in the middle? Because if we argue the first part, you tell me that the other two parties are broken, which I don't know if I would argue that with you. I would ask you, what makes you think another party won't be broken too? What if, by definition, the parties are broken? That's kind of how it works. Uh, that the whole thing about plodding along and trotting along, and how, um, and how you know uh, you, you you can't get anything done in Congress, and that the whole system is designed to be slow and sticky and messy. All right, that's that's always the way it's going to be, and it's just the way it is, and it's it's a hallmark of a of a liberty society, of a free society, and that's that. I'm just saying if the Republicans and the Democrats are both these broken systems, why would any other party not be broken? And if you're talking about support for a third party, we're talking about the libertarians, right? Or are you talking about another party? Are you talking about another party altogether? But maybe there's a different conversation to be had. Does anybody believe that the party structure matters anymore. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., according to multiple sources, the plan is that he is going to drop his bid to run for president as a Democrat, and he will run as an independent. As a matter of fact, I believe, wait, what's what's today? Yeah, that that's going to come out next week, isn't it? That he's going to announce next week that he's going to run as an independent. And then there was polling out that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. would pull more votes from Donald Trump than he would Joe Biden. As I've been saying, and I've interviewed Robert Kennedy. I have heard the man speak. Um, I'm, a, I'm a no. That's a no from me, dog. As uh, as the American Idol expression would go, 
I've had people email, I'm seriously considering voting for him. How? If you're if you're a conservative, how is it remotely possible that you could consider voting for this man? Ten years ago, he was telling people who didn't believe in climate change that they should be in jail. Now, I'm not arguing that people don't change. I've changed. You've changed. And this idea that people don't change is, uh, to me, a uh, myth. I think people do indeed change. Not all. But people, let's argue people certainly can change. Am I to believe now that somehow he won't be just as... Uh, focused on these environmental issues in a way that will prevent me from being able to live my life. He's not going to raise taxes. He's just going to reapportion them. What happens at that moment? What happens at that moment? How high will my tax rate go? Don't ask me to trust that a Kennedy presidency would bring me value because he opposes uh, opposes forced vaccines. An agreement on an issue doesn't mean a vote. Bernie Sanders and I both might like soup. It doesn't mean I'm going to vote for the commie. I don't care how pretty his mittens are. What value is the party, though? Why, why, why is a party structure necessary to, to get you on the ballot in, in these places? Can't you just hire staff and do it? There must have been a time, or I should say there certainly was a time, where the party made decisions. They made decisions of who was going to be the councilman. They made decisions of who was going to run for mayor. They they made decisions. Now you see all these people running for president and they get put on the debate stage. What does Rona McDaniel decide? Again, it goes back to Rona McDaniel. If I take a look, by the way, at some, some of the real clear politics numbers uh, that, that are out, uh, really nothing new. The newest one on the national side is the Economist YouGov poll. Where am I? Uh, that was me fiddling for my glasses. We don't want to discuss it. Uh, Trump 56, oh no, I'm sorry, Trump 58, DeSantis 13. Haley 7. In the Insider Advantage poll, it was Trump 50, DeSantis 15, Haley 14. Ramaswamy has fallen back and Nikki Haley has picked up. You want to know where it gets super interesting? Pence uh, is polling nationally, according to Real Clear Politics, on average, 3.8%. Scott, 2.6%. Christie, 2.6%. Burgum, 1.1%. Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota. In order to be in the next debate, you have to be polling at 4% and have 70,000 individual donors. These people aren't going to make it. They're not going to make it. But I, I brought this up uh, for 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 a reason, right? We were talking about um, the idea of do you need a, a, a party, right? Do you need to have that party apparatus? I don't think you need to have the party apparatus. I think you could just run. I think you just hire people. I think you just get people. 
when we talk about Rona McDaniel and her failures, look at all the people that she allowed on the debate stage. Where's the party structure to say, no, 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 top four, everybody else, too bad. No, no, I don't care. You're not in. Goodbye. They create these arbitrary numbers that allow more people in, and you get this total dysfunction, and then the party doesn't do anything to protect the candidates by allowing Fox to work with Univision and present us... I'm sorry, I'm still stunned by that last debate. I... My my uh, admiration of Dana Perino is very real. She's always been very lovely to me. I've always greatly appreciated it. Um, I have found her advice to be solid. And I think that in terms of decency, she's right there. She's, she's right there. I don't know how she allowed that debate in that in that fashion i don't know how she didn't stand up for for better i don't know why uh the the univision uh person was there to ask these outrageously woke nonsensical questions that meant nothing and that's all the fault of uh, i i think dana should have stood up better to to the insanity i do i think the questions were not great i think that there was no actual room for debate there was no control that took place and then some of the uh, some of the questions were just beyond the pale and then with Univision I, I wish she I, I would love to know if she was able to stand up to any of it imagine how much worse maybe it could have been but it's the fault of Rona McDaniel not protecting anybody in the party well the party's not going to protect the party if the party isn't going to create a level of focus for we the people what's the value what's the point and that's my point no value whatsoever. But I'm watching to see what it is that uh, happens here with Robert Kennedy. Because if you have this vast majority of Americans thinking this needs to happen, and the next thing you know, Kennedy makes that happen, and he can pull votes. Well, pulling votes for Trump is one thing. Would he pull votes from a DeSantis, from a Haley, from a uh, from a, a someone else? I don't know. But if he's going to pull votes, that's a problem. Because again, I want to win in 2024. And people who would be like, oh, I'd vote for him. Look, you can do what you want. But I can't believe you think, if you're on the political right, that Robert Kennedy's on your side. A subject, maybe. These subjects, nope. No way. This is Tony Katz today. The Prime Minister of Great Britain just laying out some facts at a conference. Shouldn't be shocking. Shouldn't be shocking to know that men are not women and women are not men. Also shouldn't be controversial for parents to know what their children are being taught in school about relationships. Patients should know when hospitals are talking about men or women. And we shouldn't get bullied. And we shouldn't get bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want to be. They can't. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. That's just common sense. Oh, what a bigot. I guess uh, 
I, I guess J.K. Rowling is no longer the biggest turf in the United Kingdom. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. The more it gets said, the better. Good. Men are not women and women are not men. And that's the end of it. And it's not hateful. It's factual. I'll get into some more of these uh, stories. Also, we'll have more about uh, what's going on with the ousting of Speaker McCarthy. But as everybody knows, if you don't know, I'll tell you. There is going to be a national alert system test today. This is going to take place at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Basically, our radios, our TVs, our cell phones, our weather radios, all of it, they're going to start making some noises. Um, I do not know if the noise is going uh, to be something robotic or screaming. Perhaps. Perhaps. Or as simple as, I don't know. But this is going to happen at 2.20. So if you haven't already told your kids, told your friends, don't get freaked. Whether or not we like the actual testing idea, that's a different conversation for another day. But this is going to happen. And so we're going to we're gonna be right here. We are going to be right here. Seriously, maybe it'll be this. I don't know, we play some bets? Because this... This is Tony Katz today.